This week we get to Berkat Rifua. If Einu Hashem ben Rafeh, Einu ben Ibashaya. Unlike the previous Bachot, which to some extent, some more than others, we could really ask the question, what is the Bach about? Uh, I asked last week about Geula. What, what, what is the content? What is the subject of the Bacha called Redeem us, bring us salvation? And to some extent that was true the other Bachot as well. This Bacha is very simple. We know exactly what we want. We want health. We want curing. People are sick, and we ask God to heal them. It's quite clear. From that point of view, we could you know, safely go on to the next Bacha or end the broadcast now and say, simple bracha, simple shir. The problem with this bracha is not its basic meaning, but here the problem is entirely its formulation. If this bracha followed a classic pattern, it would say the following, send me healing, for you are the God who heals, Baruch Hashem, the God who heals. And in fact, there is a bracha like that. It's this bracha in its second half. Ha'alei rifu'ah shleima l'chol makoteinu kikel melech rofei neman barachaman ata baruch ata Hashem rofei cholei amo Yisrael. The bracha is an opening which is one giant puzzle. Rifa'enu Hashem v'nei rofei. Heal us, O God, and we will be healed. Save us, O God, and we shall be saved. What does that mean? What does it mean, heal us and we will be healed? Of course, if God heals us, we will be healed. The, the, alternat- the alternative is, is, is blasphemy. Why don't we say this about other bachot? Send us food and we will be fed. Build us Yerushalayim, Yerushalayim will be built. Send us wisdom and we will be wise. No, because it's, it's, you, you can't ask for something like that. If you ask God to heal you, then He'll heal you and then you'll be healed. Of course you'll be healed. If God heals you, you're healed. What does it mean we ask God? Don't only heal us, but also let us be healed. Perhaps, there were times when I thought that maybe it wasn't a prayer, maybe it was like a promise. God heal us, and then, we'll make sure that we are healed. It also makes no sense. Two, what does it mean, if the Bacha is really about healing, and it is, then why do we have this general term of Yeshua? In the previous Bacha, I said that Geula is a general term. It includes all those things not included in the Bacha that come afterwards. But here, this, this Bacha is very specific. Could be more specific. Send us health. Aside from that, also, save us and we shall be saved. What's the topic here? Why do we mention such a general term which is so specific? Finally, for you God are our praise. Now what does that mean? Again, the classic form of Vacha is do this for me for you are he who does it. So here it says cure us for we praise you. What, what is the connection? Are, are, we, are we buying God off? You should cure us because we praise you. It doesn't make any sense. You should cure us because you are the healer of Israel. And in fact, we do say that a few minutes later. There is a key. 
There is a phrase beginning with the word ki for in, in this bracha. There are two keys, two clauses beginning with the word for, with the word key. Two clauses which seek to explain why I turn to God. The second one, I understand the first one, I don't, I don't get to understand the words even. Ki tehilatenu ata. Of course, it's a funny, it's a, it's a funny syntactical expression, which apparently means, for you are our praise, means you are the object of our praise. For we praise you. I'm not asking why, in a burst of, of, of poetical license, Chazal wrote, not that I praise you, but that you are my praise. Ki tehilatenu ata. For you are our praise. But, but why is that a key? Why is that a reason for what's going on? Since we asked three very good questions, let's finish the better and we'll ask some more questions. And then we'll explain them all at one time. Ha'alei makoteinu. Kikel melech, kikel rofein ne'eman verachaman ata. What is a rofein ne'eman? You are a faithful healer. Again, we don't say that about any other quality of God. In fact, a few weeks ago, when we came across the word Ne'eman in the second Bachash, I explained there that Ne'eman means that we're attributing to God a quality, an attribute, which in fact is invisible. It's in fact historically non-existent or almost non-existent. The uh, resurrection of the dead. And But I'm saying that God does it. The only way I could see it, the only way I could feel it, the only way I could really know God does that is with Ein Ha'emunah, with the eyes of faith. So there it says, How could you say something which you never experienced? It's like, it's not a lie, but it's like a lie. He's saying something without true understanding what the words mean. But in faith you will resurrect the dead. So I have faith and if I can see that. But that doesn't make any sense here. Here I'm talking about curing the sick. God cures the sick in front of my eyes. I see it all the time. Every person who's cured has been cured by God. What do I need to say? Finally, the end of the bracha, the conclusion. Baruch Hashem, Amo Yisrael. Blessed are you, God, who cures, who heals His people, Israel. Why is the bracha referred to the Jews? Now, the previous bracha also referred to the Jews, Ga'al Yisrael. But there it made a lot of sense. Geula is a concept that's intrinsically bound up with God's relationship with the Jewish people. Of course, I'm referring specifically to the future Geula, coming of the Mashiach, and this Pacha is not about that. But there's a connection between the two. The idea of Geula, not just helping people, but redeeming them. Redemption is connected to the uh, concept of Berit, of covenant, covenants between God and the Jews. So Ga'al Yisrael, they put a different way. Not that God doesn't also redeem others. But the redemption of Israel is a different redemption than redemption of others. As Ga'al Yisrael, we are davening, we are praying to Go'el Yisrael. He who has a covenantal, redemptive relationship with Israel, what is the ultimate act of redemption to which we always refer, which I referred to last week? Yitziat Mitzrayim, the, uh, the exodus from Egypt. That is the covenantal redemption between God and Israel. But health? Is there a difference between Rofei Yisrael 
and Rofei humanity? Does God heal Jews differently than He heals non-Jews? Not in every Vachat says Yisrael. Some Vachat are written in a universalistic manner. I would think that Rufah should be one of them. Why do you say Rufah Cholei Amor Yisrael? Okay, so let's begin with the last point. And from the last point, we'll explain all the other points. In fact, the idea that healing is part of a special covenant between Jews and God is explicit in the Torah. In Parshat uh, Bishalach, another week and a half, uh, after the Jews exit on the other side of the split sea, and they perceive the death and destruction of all their enemies. There's a little story there about getting water in a place called Marah. God says to the Jews, Vayomer, Im shamo atishmal kol Adonai Elohecha, hayasha ba'inav ta'aseh, vazanta lamitzvotav, vishamarta kol chukav, God defines himself as the doctor, yes, the healer of the Jewish people to whom he's speaking. First, a general question. Why is this Pasuk appearing here? Are the Jews sick? Are they worried about being sick? They've just come, they've just crossed the, the Red Sea. They've experienced Geula. They've experienced the power of God to save them. They've experienced redemption. If God wants to now say something about that, I would understand it. Why is God telling them that, you know, I am the healer of Israel? Well, what's the connection to what's going on? Two, the obvious question, which the Bafashim Immediately ask, what does it mean? All the disease which I have placed on Egypt, I shall not place on you, for I am God, your doctor, your echa, your healer. Offhand, sick people need to be healed. To say you won't get sick, in other words, you have vitamins, we don't call that rofe. You don't call a doctor when you want to know how not to get sick. You call a doctor when you want to get better after you're sick. The Medrash, Yaakut Shimoni, on the place, says the following. It's asking this question. All the disease which I have placed on Egypt, I shall not place on you. So then why is it safe? For I am God, your healer. This is the Pshat. God said to Israel, God says, the Torah, which I am giving you, in the place Marah, where they just been, it says, Sham Sam Mishpat. God gave them certain mitzvot already. Torah, which I give to you, is life for you, is healing for you. As it is written, Ki Hayim For they, meaning Torah, is life for all those who find it. Uh, find uh, find Torah and for all his flesh a healing. 
What the Medrash is explaining is that true Rifu'ah is not antibiotic, but it's life. There's a big difference between health and antibiotics. Antibiotics aren't healthy, usually. You don't take them when you're healthy because they might even be dangerous. They might even be unhealthy. They're a necessary correction for a certain evil. But but health, health is life. In other words, if, if there's a lot of life coursing in your veins, you won't get sick. What is the life that causes in the veins of the Jews which prevents them from being sick? success. If you will hear and listen to the voice of the Lord your God. And that which is right in His eyes you shall do. And you shall pay attention to all His mitzvot. And you shall keep all His laws. Then you will have no disease like those diseases which afflicted the Egyptians. The Medrash says, The Torah which I have given you is your life. You're attached, you're plugged in to the life machine. That's a permanent state. It's not a, it's not a correction for a, 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 a disease. It's not a correction because something broke down. It's the well-running of the healthy organism. And that's what it means, ki ani Hashem rofecha. In other words, what is saying? Not, not that I am God, your doctor. I am God, your life. I am God, the source of your life. Rifut is not doctoring, is not curing illness. But it's being the source of vitality. The Torah, God's presence, connection to God. For I, God, my presence, my very being, is your health. I'm not volunteering to serve as your doctor. I'm saying, adopt me, be close to me, take me into your lives. Do what I say, listen to my words. Follow my laws because Why was it said to the Jews now? Because what we're really doing is we're switching the entire picture. Our normal picture, which is not totally incorrect, it's usually correct, but it's just not correct enough. Our picture is is that being alive is being healthy. But occasionally something goes wrong. For instance, in the in the uh, on the microbial level I'm healthy, but I'm attacked by a bacteria. His doctor's job is to kill the bacteria and get him out of the system. Being alive is being healthy, but certain dangers exist. But look what the Jews, where the Jews have just come from. The Jews walked between two walls of water in Yamsuf. Their environment was death. A human being cannot live underwater. Maybe fish, but human beings don't. It's, it's, it's an atmosphere of death. And they, 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 they um, crossed it successfully. Why? Because God was with them. In other words, the natural state of man is death or sickness. But if you plug yourself into the source of life, then you have like a small bubble of life within a hostile world. Remember where the Jews are going. That's where they came from. Where are they going? They're going to live in the desert. Desert is a place of death. But they're going to be encompassed by the clouds of glory, by the clouds of God, by the hands of God. 
So it's not that being alive is being well. Being alive is being sick. Unless you have a source of vitality. So vitality is not biological. It's it's spiritual to God. That's the message which God gives them as they come out of the, the sea because they've just experienced what it means to be in death but to have an internal source of life. That's the difference between Rofei Cholei Amo Yisrael and he who heals other people. It's not that Chazal didn't think that God heals non-Jews. Not that many minutes before we say Shmon Esrei, we said a bracha in the morning. What is it? Bekot HaShachar. Elokai Bekat HaShayatza which ends Baruch Ata Hashem Rofei Choli God is the healer of all flesh. And here we say God is the healer of Israel. Because it's two different healings. God heals all flesh. When someone is sick, praise to God. God, God heals them. Does a lot of things, God. He also, He also heals the sick. That's an action of God. Just like He brings down rain. Just like He makes trees grow. Just like he gives you clothing. He gives you health. But here we're talking about something else. God doesn't act and cure disease. God is our health. If we, if we have God in our midst, then God is our health. That kind of health is between, is between God and Jews. Because it's Torah. And there it says, With this understanding, I think we understand the entire bracha. Chazal created a dual bracha, a double bracha, with this long introduction, relatively long introduction, three lines, in order to make clear that you're not merely asking for God to cure you, you're asking for God to be present in your life in a manner which means you will be healthy. Rifa'enu Hashem What's the double use of the verb Rifu'ah? The first one is spiritual. The second one is the result. Not the first one is spiritual, second one, the first one is spiritual, second one is physical. The first one is spiritual. The second one is the result of that. Rifa'enu Hashem in the sense of the Pasuk and Bishalach. Hashem Be the Rifu'ah, be the vitality within me. And then, okay, then my diseases will be expelled. Then I will be physically healthy. It's two different things which are tied together by cause and effect. And so Chazal asked us before or, or, or underneath your prayer to, listen, I have a headache, take it away. Get to the, get to the basis, get to the ground of this. Say to God, be my health. Be the God in my midst. And then, of course, I will be healthy. Where does this phrase of Eino Shem come from? Because I didn't make it up. It's a pasuk in Yumiyahu. It's true that there it's in singular. And we say it, of course, in plural, because it's supposed to have in plural. But Yumiyahu said to God, Rifaini Hashem ve'erafei hoshi'eni vi'vashaya ki tehillati ata. 
That's in Perik Yud Zayin, Pasuk Yud Dalet. Let's go back one Pasuk earlier. And this is what Yemiyahu said. Mikvei Yisrael Hashem. Kol oizvecha yevoshu. Yisurai ba'aretz yikatevu. Ki azavu makom ma'im hachayim et Hashem. Yifaini Hashem ve'erafeyu she'eni ve'ilashaya. Ki tehillati ata. What's the first Pasuk? Pasuk Yud Gimel say. The word mikveh Yisrael Hashem can be translated either as God is the hope of Israel, but here it's clearly a play in words. As we see from the rest of the pasuk, it means God is the mikveh. God is the is the pool of water of Israel. All who leave you will dry up. Kol ozvecha yevosho, yisurai ba'aretz yikatevu. Why? Ki azvu mekor ma'im chayim et Hashem, for they have left the source of fresh water, God. The Yemiyahu as a Navi had seen this vision where he saw that God was the pool of fresh water. Water here means life. Maim Chayim it says. The fresh water is in Hebrew Maim Chayim, live water. God is the water, the, 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 the life in a desert. There's this hidden spring someplace. Anyone who can't find it, anyone who leaves it, will just dry up and die. Because the desert is a place of death. You're living in a desert, but there is a makom ma'im chayim. And if you leave it, you're dead. And if you immerse yourself in it, if you're attached to it, then you're alive. And then, and then Yumiyao says, not as a vision, he says it from his heart, he, he exclaims, Rifa'ini Hashem Heal me, O God, and I will be healed. Save me, and I will be saved, for you are my praise. After Yumiyao perceived this new picture, this radically different picture of life, as being a desert with a spring of fresh water, the fountain of life. So Yemiel said, and he knows that the fountain of life is God. So he says, God, be my God. Hashem, be my life. This is exactly what we're saying, what I claimed is, was proven from the situation in Bishalach. And that's the meaning of the Bacha as well. Be the life of me, and then I will be healthy. Why does it say, Hoshe'eni v'ibashaya? I think it's because once you realize this is true, then it is more general than merely health. It's about health. The reason why you're saying the bracha is because you're sick. And, and, and the result I want is health. And, and the pasuk in Bishalach, and this pasuk in Yumiyah say that presence of God inside the individual Jew is expressed in his healthy body. But, but it has wider ramifications, and therefore we have a wider term. Hosheini, save me, be my salvation, be within me, be the presence of God as not life, but as salvation, and then I will be saved. The main thing is, is health, but it has wider ramifications, so this is extra praise. It was me, kiti lati ata, kiti latenu ata. I want to pay attention to the poetical use, instead of saying ki anima helelotra, which really wouldn't make any sense. Save me, cure me, because I praise you. What are we paying God off? But it's phrase. It means the same thing. But it's phrase in reverse. For you are my praise. What does that mean? You occupy a place in my being. What, what does it mean to be the tehillah of God, to be the praise of God? It's that thing which I praise. That thing which I evaluate more than myself. That which is in my mouth. I praise you. That's about you. You are my praise. It's about you are in the center of my life. You are the thing that's above me to which I attach myself, to which I praise, to which I strive to reach. 
That's the meaning of if God will be our God, if God will be in my life, God, you are the object of my praise, you are the center of my life, as then then I will be healed. In other words, there's an interesting transformation of this bracha. I want to stress, the bracha is still about health. It's not a bracha about spiritual pursuit. It's about health. The bracha is saying is though, health is a spiritual pursuit. Health is the result, an automatic result of spiritual pursuit. And therefore, Chazal, in a subtle manner, have transformed the language of Shabbat from a simple saying, I'm sick, help me to be my God, be the, be the, the rifa'ut, be the vitality coursing in my veins, and then I'll be healthy. Be my salvation, and then I will be saved. Because I declare that you are, in fact, my God, my Tehillah, the thing to whom I who I center my life on. And then the Bracha gets down to the nitty-gritty. And what I really want, of course, is the following. Bring us a, a good and effective uh, uh, healing for all that which afflicts us. If we continue in the Bacha, let me just finish up. Based on this, you can understand many other things. The Bacha is doubled. Because there are two different things going on here which are totally intertwined. One is spiritual health, which leads to bodily health. And two is fixing a specific problem, which I have. In the conclusion, ki ne'eman, what is a rufein ne'eman? This is interesting because I pointed out many times that all the phrases in Shemunah come from Tanakh. This one doesn't appear in Tanakh. No place in Tanakh does the word ne'eman come together with before. So why did Chazal combine them? Well, it does appear in one place, in the opposite. In Parshat Kitavo, in the Tochacha, in the curses and, and, and admonitions of the Jews, it says that if you won't be good, God will will punish you and he will bring upon you makot gidolot v'ne'emanot cholaim ra'im v'ne'emanim great and ne'eman blows terrible and ne'eman disease what is a holy ne'eman what is a faithful disease there's no phrase faithful doctors but there are faithful diseases apparently a faithful doctor is someone who can handle faithful diseases what is a faithful disease? Rashi in Pashat Kitavo, it says the disease is faithful because God told the disease to attack you and he attacked you. Bit of a metaphoric meaning. But the Ibn says that a faithful disease is one that doesn't have a solution, doesn't have a cure. The word ne'emana means permanent. Moshe Rabbeinu, when his arms were held up by Chur and Aaron during the battle against Amalok, Vayhi Yadav Emunah, Ad Bo Hashemesh. They were steadfast. The word emunah means steadfast. We say in the morning, emet v'yatsiv v'kayam v'yashar. Emet is like emunah. The next words are yatsiv, stable, kayam, existent. Uh, steadfastness, permanence, is emunah. So the, Ibn Ezra says that a machalah ne'emana 
is one that has no cure, an incurable disease. What's it for anemona? It's a cure which is permanent. The explanation is what I said before. If you're sick, if you have a bacteria, I give you antibiotic, we kill the bacteria. Next year, it can come back. The solution was only a solution to those bacteria that were there. And it's a cycle. Every year in the flu season, some people get the flu. But the before that we're talking about is the presence of God within me. If I, having been sick, I do tshuva, I bring God into my life, and that expresses itself in the health of my body, that as long as that is true, I won't get sick again. It's a state of health. It's not a cure to a disease. It's a state of health. It's a state of vitality. It's a state of living. Rabbi in his commentary on the on the tefillah, he 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 quoted this pasuk. Uh, that's why I got it from. Of makot gedolot v'nemanot cholim reiven nemanim, and then he adds a medrash from a different place altogether. When a mitzvah, when a leper is cured, is is cured, it's been, it becomes tahor. So there's a whole ceremony. It involves sending out birds, wild birds, al pnei And the midrash says, why do you send out a bird into the field? Kishem sheiyev shal lachzo, kach iyev shal nagim lachzo. He says, the medrash says that the bird, it's a wild bird. You put it out into the field, it's not going to come back. It's escaped into freedom. He's saying about this mitzvah that the nega won't come back. The, the, the lesion, the, the nega tzavat will not come back. It says, that's what it means, that's what it means. In conclusion, I want to mention a uh, Gemara that I mentioned last week, and I think is explained by this by this principle. Last week, I quoted the Gemara Megillah Daf Yudzayin Mudbet that asked why was Geula um, the seventh bracha, and uh, the Gemara says because there's a number seven that's important. The Gemara continues, why is Gefuah the eighth bracha? And the Gemara says because eight is an important number for. For, for, for medicine, for curing. Why is eight? What's the relevance? What's the connection between curing and the number eight? Since Brit Mila, circumcision, is on the eighth day, and that requires healing, therefore they made healing to be on the eighth. Baracha. Now you can understand this as saying that if someone, a child is circumcised, he needs to be, he needs, he, that's the first case where a person needs to be cured. It's an operation. A person has to recover. We call it recovery, but it's basically a form of curing. So the first time we met the, in our lives, we met before, was on the eighth day. So then it's not really the eighth day, it's actually the ninth day. In other words, after the Mila, it starts on the eighth day already, after the Mila begins right away a process of healing. So I, I, I'm saying this not as a question so much, but merely to, to pick your curiosity. So maybe it should be the ninth bracha. That was the meal is on the eighth day. The healing is the next day. I, I, I would like to explain to Gemara that the Gemara is saying that there's a connection between the bracha rafuah and the healing which follows circumcision. But there's a connection between the bracha rafuah and the milah itself, which is really on the eighth day. And it is a form of healing. Why? Because of course, what is brit milah? It's a covenant with God. 
it's a physical representation of God's connection to you. Brit Mila is an ot Brit. It's a sign that you have a positive relationship with God. It says exactly the point that I explained as Vifaino. That the body reflects the presence of God. So of course, Pirat doesn't reflect it miraculously. It reflects it because I made it reflect it. But the relationship between the Ot of Mila and the presence of God is the same relationship as health to the presence of God. If you have a relationship with God, your body is different. Milah, it's done as a symbol of that. But since Milah is done on the 8th, Milah is done to show that your body should reflect that you are a Ben Brit, that you are a friend, that you are a comrade, that you are a ally of God. So that's why they said before, if a person really and truly makes his life that way, then his body, in terms of health and illness, will reflect, will reflect the same thing. We hope that God, the merciful and faithful healer of Israel, will send Rufuashlema, Lachol, Holei, Amor, Bishuab, Nechama, Livnei, Brito. Call to.